Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. I am excited to flush it out with you. I think that people who just, I mean, work on their stuff and work with other people on their stuff always just have a lot of insight and knowledge to share. So I know I emailed you about the ABCs. Um, So if that is where you're feeling led to talk about today, great. But if you want to go in another direction, we can do that too. So where are you at today? Well, first of all, gratitude to you. I was going to put on my shirt that says gratitude. Never can be too thankful. I believe Thanksgiving is every day. I'm uh, Monica Fernandi, and I am happy to be here with you, Samantha, via the Zoom link. And I'm grateful to you for all that you've given to the community. Um, I've watched you, and I know the Be the Change Foundation and Marianne, the creator, where you came from and established this. So kudos to you. I want to say gratitude to you. Uh, I was raised, just to give you backstory, I was raised Catholic, <laughs> Catholic, Irish Catholic girl from New Jersey, moved here to Virginia 11 years ago. God had divine intervention in there. And I believe we all meet who we're supposed to meet when we're supposed to meet them. Um, yes, we're going to talk about the ABCs. And in so doing, I will say there are three things in my life that have happened that are transformative that brought me here to you. And um, they say, statistics says that our human brain in an in a hour-long podcast or a lecture for the day can only take away three things mm-hmm. um, that we can really absorb and process. So that's why the simplicity of ABC for me is going to cover my entire um, backstory in three short steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as you have said, and I've listened to your podcast of late too, um, We've all adapted, haven't we? We've all pivoted and grown through it all. And so now my mission is to help women specifically. My niche is who I was five years ago. I divorced after 20 years of marriage. I initiated a divorce to my high school sweetheart. Um, He was my first soulmate. I laid eyes on him in 1978. I could tell you exactly where we were, what we were wearing, and so could he. Though he does not speak to me anymore, our mission that we one thing agreed on before we split, interestingly enough, was let us be those souls that go out into the world and help others to open their heart and soul, to look at your mate, to look at those you're in relationship with, and to understand relationship takes work. And it is in our own Um, as I like to say, uh, co-create with fate, right? Don't give it all up to fate, but you have a choice. We have a choice every day. And in my relationship, confidence coaching title specifically, awakened soulmate is you. The awakened soulmate is one who opens their eyes to recognize that the relationship, whether they're in one now or not, each and every person you see on the daily is going to, um, that love that's in our heart, that connection is the invaluable, really, tool to help humanity evolve to the next level. Make sense? Yeah. My career started in New Jersey as a yoga teacher. Um, But, you know, the proximity to Manhattan, I dearly miss New York. And I feel for all those Broadway actors that are not able to work right now, you know, it's just like we're all adapting anyway and and take on the next best thing. 
connecting via music on the Zoom, right? But um, empowering women, right? To help the courage and the confidence that I think mm -hmm. in my generation, um, it's just now starting to be something that is acceptable to open up your voice and to be heard. And, you know, years ago, people would stay in marriage, 55, 60 years, you know, mm -hmm. um, and because they thought it was the right thing to do. Meanwhile, their heart was aching yeah. and they didn't speak their voice. And as the world has shifted globally, as you know, the amount of change in, in many categories, many major life um, categories, mm -hmm. the nature itself has changed, right? There's been this yeah. evolution individually and collectively, and our voices are now being heard That's as women. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. I'm curious, like, so you said, you know, you're, you think of women, you know, the women you work with, it's like you five years ago, and you just talked about you know, women not having their voices heard and staying in unhappy marriages, you know, and I wonder, you know, what for you, and I know you said you were going to touch on some life experiences and things like that, but what was the shift for you, you know, with um, making that change and kind of breaking out of that, that you, well, you know, now have yeah. gained breaking out of it. This is true. Um, it's funny how, when I, first of all, let me just give you a little comparison sort of story. When I was moving to Virginia, I said, I didn't want to leave. Right. It was a job transfer for my ex-husband. Um, and my kids eventually did adapt and all thrived. But um, somebody said to me back then, wow, you're going to Virginia. Congratulations. And I didn't look at it that way. I was like, let me think about that. What do you mean? <laughs> Congratulations. This is lower pace from New York, New Jersey. Their, their perception helped me. And I know you talked about perception the other day in a podcast. Um, perception is key. And it's one of my ABCs that I'll talk about. It is how we look at things. And I don't know what you feel unless I walk in your shoes. Nobody can know how I feel in my relationship unless they walk in my shoes. But us human beings are so quick to judge. And what I did was I listened to this perception of, oh, okay, let me look at this. Congratulations. She said, you're going to go to a slower pace. You'll be able to find more calm. There's more nature. You know, you could put like four New Jersey's in Virginia. You can, there's a lot of cows. I live in Rappahannock County. So per capita, there's more cows than there are people. <laughs> um, and, and it's true. The gift of like we just experienced, I call it in my, my Zoom yoga classes that I'm still teaching. Um, the pandemic pause is for the mm -hmm. cause. And the cause is We've had, we couldn't go outside, so we had to go inside. So in the perception of that, okay, I adapted. And then um, I, I learned how to, I acquired more um, fitness certifications. I, I took that career and I ran with it. And I still, so I have two different businesses right now under the umbrella of monicafernandy.com. I'm an empty nester. And this shift, to get back to your question, was deeply bubbling in me starting at gosh before I moved from New Jersey yeah so I, I write blogs I started writing blogs I've been working with two business coaches in the last three years and that got me the courage to let my voice be heard in writing and one of my blogs is called trust your gut get out of a rut because we have a gut feeling, right? We sometimes, women or men, don't always know what that is. But if our soul and our spirit is trying to get our attention, it's going to manifest in a lump in your throat. You need to speak. Um, a gut feeling, 
you know, when you get that intuitive hit, I, I don't know, not everybody does, but you know, there's just these things that happen. And the more you train your mind, you know, the technical aspect of neurological plasticity, first of all, the science behind it is coming up, you know, we've been all like called the woo woo people, but there's science behind the training of your mind, the listening within you. So I don't know if I answered that kind of in a roundabout way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. funny. Um, you talked about, you said, uh, you know, the science is catching up to all the woo woo people. And I've joked around too, that for me, I I've just loved with my life, just having so many different people and that I get to talk to and meet, you know, whether it's on air or off air. And I've said, man, with my life, you know, the old, the older I get, the more life experience, I'm like, dang it. It's the woo woo people. Like everything they're saying is like, dang it. It's all that inner child work. It's all that core wounds, yeah. all that stuff. So, yes, yes um, but I, I have to, I, I, I'm glad it's true. It's and science is backing it up and, and you've noticed that that's great. Yeah, it's true. It's definitely happening. It's true. In fact, I have one of my books that I just pulled back off my shelf is um, it was actually a New York times bestseller by Pam Grout. It's called E squared nine, do it yourself energy experiments that prove your thoughts, create your reality. And this mm -hmm. is stuff that is not new. But, you know, books are written. And as I said, my own book coming out, hopefully the end of this year, um, books are, you know, reminders of stuff mm -hmm. that's already innately sometimes in us subconsciously in us. But um, there's a quote I also wanted to point out. <laughs> so to refer to your woo woo comment just now in science. So Albert Einstein actually said a human being is a part of the whole. He experiences himself his thoughts and feelings as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of consciousness. Mm. This delusion is a kind of a prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to our affection for a few persons nearest to us. Whoo, energy, baby. We mm. are energy and you can feel, again, going back to the feeling, when something is off in you or your story, you know, it'll save your life sometimes. Oh yeah. That's, I firmly believe that. Um, I think for me, you know, with this past year, the trusting my intuition was like a big life lesson, you know, cause it's something I feel like I've always had, but also discounted. And, you know, you talked about the message we get so often as women. And I know for me, a lot of the things I would, you know, my intuition would come up, you know, and then it's quickly followed by, Oh, you're just being dramatic that mm -hmm. somehow at the core of it, there was always a problem, you know, with me somehow. And just, you know, that's the beauty of age as, you know, as we get older, part of it is that they say you, you have less, less F's to give. Um, but I think it's also because you have more wisdom and life experience. And so for me, it's like, oh, I, I used to spend so much time questioning those thoughts, those gut feelings, you know? And I've just, now I feel like I'm at a point in my life where it's like, if I feel it, I don't owe anyone an explanation. I can just- right. You know, if, if I need to make a choice that I don't need to explain it to anyone, or if something feels off, I can just say this is off and I don't have to give the laundry list of reasons why. Just that's right. It's your heart that. and soul and your gut feeling. And that's where the word yoga itself, itself yokes together the body and the mind. And in the West, our culture thinks that yoga firstly thinks of it as a physical posture exercise. Mm -hmm. But when your heart is one thing and your mind is something else, there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. And it's in that disconnect that we find dis-ease. When we're connected, and that is in exercises of meditation, journaling, listening to your gut feelings, 
there's an ease. And that's why yoga was created over 3000 plus years ago. In fact, they don't even know the records go back 5,000 years in the ancient Sanskrit books. But the yogic experience is about that connection. And today's world, there is so much disconnect, but we've all been led to go back in to connect to our own awakening. This is why this name came to me, Awakened Soulmate, when I was meditating. And uh, I've had a meditation practice for 30 years, almost 30 years. When, when I had an acting career in New York, I actually started uh, as a musical theater person in New York and um, followed that passion because I wanted to, again, it's about humanity, touching lives and bringing joy from the stage. And it was my love. And um, the teacher that I trained with started with meditation. Mm. And she grounded us to find that inner voice so that we weren't led by our ego. And you started to say, you don't owe anybody an explanation because what happens is we're already conflicted in our, mm -hmm. our ego says one thing and our heart mm -hmm. says something else. And to get quiet and to find that inner voice and to trust it is where you can be the radiant, you know, loving soul that you are, whether it's to share your podcast to share your song, to share your book, to connect another, you know, that's relationship. It's not just the intimate it's soulmate is not just the person you marry. We are all souls here walking on this planet. So live life large with the biggest love in your heart. Mm. Yeah. That's me. It's great. <laughs> so walk me through your ABCs. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, I, I asked earlier about the change you said five years ago, you and this change you've made, you know, I think that those big life changes or the things that rock us, you know, I've talked a lot about with the podcast. My goal is the combating the shame by celebrating the perceived failures. You know, so many times we think of things in terms of failure, but it's often those experiences that end up being the gift that they can lead to the gifts of the insight and the wisdom and the next path in our life. And it sounds like that's similar to to your path. So I'd love to hear the, the ABCs, how you yes, walk through absolutely. that. It's on my um, growth strength within is my first slogan, which um, on that website, monicafernandi.com uh, growth strength within is the philosophy that I believe you had a seed of creating. Let's use you as an example, this podcast, and it, and it needed to be watered and fed and nourished. And you made a decision and you took action and you had an attitude. Maybe you were like, nah, I can't do it. And we go back and forth with that, but your strength to build it and nourish it. And um, it's a picture of a, a, my actual logo for that is a, a fern and a lotus together. Uh, shout out to Michelle Coe, who did oh, that yeah. branding for me when she and I That's first great. we worked together. Um, she was starting out in her business. I was starting out in my business and she did my logo. Um, and I was describing to her, it was like giving birth. Anybody out there that has gone through this logo, you know, um, yeah. it's about pushing through mud to get to the light, right? It's a lotus and a fern, my last name, Fernandi. And the lotus flower is symbolic of you deciding that you're going to do it and nourishing it and having support of like-minded and you are blooming and you are blossoming and you've grown the strength because you started with the seed and, you know, plenty of leaders, mentors, even Oprah Winfrey herself, Eckhart Tolle. I mean, they use the analogy of a seed planted mm -hmm. in the simplicity mm -hmm. of three steps. 
The A is for your attitude of gratitude, which as I said before, you know, finding that one word and in your day, if you start your word with an intention, um, however you listen to your intuition, if a word comes to you and you journal on it, I, I talk of this a lot as a mantra in your mm -hmm. yoga practice. So if you choose that one attitude of gratitude or any word that resonates with your personal you, your personal story, your personal why, who you are now, mm -hmm. and that attitude uh, gets you to that next step, which is the B is to breathe. And usually I wear my headband on the top that says breathe on it. When I went to Mount Everest base camp with Mary and Clyde, we, uh, we had a hard time breathing. And I had this little headband on that I was a little gentle reminder of for others and myself. We are right now being challenged in this pandemic, right? To, um, we are protecting our respiratory system, ironically enough, but the breath is being attacked. The, the lungs are being attacked. When you have worry or concern about something in your life, whether I'm going to succeed or not, start with releasing. First of all, it is a simple step. It goes back to the simplicity of ABC. The breath is what I call your free medicine. And that's not news either. You know, the medicine in you, it'll calm your thoughts. It'll energize your body and it will release and detox. So if you get yourself worked up in such a knot about, should I make this podcast happen? Should I date this person? And the body is not relaxed. You're going to tense up. You take a breath. One simple breath, you know, choose a positive word, take a breath. And then the next step is courage. Mm. The word itself, the heart, core, French for heart, the core is about going out of your comfort zone. When we go out of our comfort zone, I like to say here in front of your heart, let's say, put your hands up for those that are not looking or able to see me, uh, put your hands in front of your heart make a little circle like uh, in front of you. This is your comfort zone, right? This is our energetic comfort zone. Well, my friends, if you take a little turn up to that left side above your heart, you know, and you look up there way up here, that's where miracles happen. This is comfort zone. Going out of your comfort zone. Have the courage to do something. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said that. Uh, every day, do something that scares you. And what is fear? False evidences appearing real. Fear is an acronym for that. It's all in our head. So we stay comfortable. How do we grow? We kind of push through the mud. Mm -hmm. So A is for your attitude. I can do it. B is for breathe. Take a load off. Relax. Let's take it one breath at a time. C is for the courage. And through all of that recipe, you know, this is just like a cliff notes version when I coach with women and, you know, there's been some men that have asked me, do I, can you help me too? Um, healing after heartache. Absolutely. I can. The, the 108 method that I created is symbolic and uh, relative to the ABC methodology in my fitness world. The 108 method is um, also a physical but it goes down deep. We peel back the layers. We get into the one goal. We get into the one why. And then we get into the, the zero is standing for freedom. It stands for, you know what, Samantha, we come into this world naked and we leave naked. Talk about flushing it out. Why do we all get so attached to holding on to things? Because that is the Buddhist philosophy where we suffer. Mm -hmm. 
this is uh, ancient Buddhist philosophy, which is why I like it. I said in the beginning, I'm Irish Catholic, but there's something about Jesus's message and Buddha's message that they were the wise wisdom, like you said, the men who came here to help others with the life of their times and the message continues, right? So that zero, let it go. Take a big exhale. That's basically my Jersey girl coming back. Take a load Mm -hmm. off your shoulder. (sighs) You know what? That feels great. And then the eight is taking action. The, um, so these two methodologies that I created, it starts as simple as ABC. And as I said earlier too, we can typically only remember three things. So I commend you all that are listening. If you can remember three things, that attitude of gratitude, the deep breath, and to have courage and to know that you are not alone. Infinite support out there for you. Infinite wisdom achievable for you. And infinite love for you. That's great. My favorite thing I um, heard about courage is that it's only built when we do things afraid that, because if we're not afraid, it builds no courage that the, that right. you literally, that's the only way. And so when we keep, we keep thinking, we look at other people and we think, Oh, they, you know, they're so brave. They're so courageous. They do these hard things, you know, and we think we, sometimes I feel like are waiting for that stuff to happen. You know, we're waiting for to be feel ready or do something, you know, to take that leap to, you know, Mm. plant that seed to Mm. nourish that seed. And the thing, when I saw that about courage, you know, for me, that's just something I constantly remember is that, Oh, the only way we get the courage, the only way we get the growth is by doing the hard thing. And, um, a friend of mine recently wrote a post about, it was actually about soulmates and how, you know, soulmates, it's not like you said, not just that, like the lovey dovey, you know, oh, this person that that's what people think it is that they think it's this woo woo, you know, not woo woo, but like this romantic, you know, fairy yeah. tale, but it said, you know, soulmates, you know, in our life, we're meant to grow and stretch. So your soulmate will challenge you and it won't always be, you know, it, you know, whatever type of, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, anything, but it'll cause you to stretch and grow and those growth times aren't always the most pleasant, but that's where, that's where the good stuff comes from is, you know, whether we choose it or not, you know, sometimes really crappy things happen, but of course it's how we respond to it. Cause we can't control that. So. That's right. And that, that is a very beautiful. Um, I'd like to see that quote and share it with me. And, uh, but I'm always seeking and, and finding and listening to those um, perceptions of the soul. And some people in my market research just don't believe in a soulmate at all. But, you know, you could be a soul sister with another female, you know, your soul sister from another mister. You've heard that expression. <laughs> um, your soulmate walks alongside you. Yes. To help your soul, your spirit evolve. And there are those that I feel, um, there are old souls and there are new souls. And if you haven't seen that animated movie, (laughs) I think it's a Pixar soul. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, The new Disney Pixar. Yeah. You know, it's like when my third child wasn't yet born and she's watching videos when she was tiny uh, of her siblings, uh, three children. And then she's she's like, why wasn't I in that video? You know, she was three asking. Um, And she said, she told us she was up in heaven being made we said we were, no, that's what it was. She finished the sentence. We said, you were up in heaven being made, period. And she said, pretty. So she added her two cents, being made pretty. And I thought, you know what? 
if we think about where we go after we shed our body, and if we think about where we came from and our short span of energy here, you know, like I said, like you said, we are here to touch another soul. And life is hard, as Mother Teresa says, live it anyway. So choose love, you know, over fear and enjoy the journey and the process. And yeah, there's going to be hard times. I like to call it the school of life. School of life has a lot of, as I always knock on the floor during my yoga class, you know, there's an opportunity knocking one breath at a time. The, the question is, are you going to use that opportunity to open the door or learn and evolve and grow the wiser you are right over the years? So I think that's why though, it's so important because to talk about though, how the opportunity for us to grow and change, because I know for me, you know, my friend had posted about the soulmates talk and whatnot. And I said, if you would have asked me five years ago, would I rather have like a nice, easy life? Just kind of, if you can see me holding my hand in the middle, you know, would you just rather have this nice, just chugging along, you know, nothing too big, nothing too high, nothing too low. Of course, that's better than high and low. Like, oh yeah, I just want that nice, safe middle. And now after experiencing life outside of that little circle, like you talked about, and that nice little safe middle, I can now say, man, I would not have chosen the hard stuff. I don't like the hard stuff. If I could just boot it, I would. However, I would not change it because the hard stuff and the amount of growth and change that has been exponentially good that has come from really crappy. And I mm-hmm. think that it's when you know that people have walked through, even if you don't know their whole story, but just knowing that people can, you know, stand here or sit here and say that, because I know for me, you know, if someone it's that I've heard a lot lately, toxic positivity is um, mm-hmm. being talked about more, which I think is great because I like talking about the real stuff in life, but that doesn't mean that it's not positive. That doesn't mean that there's not goodness and gratitude and all that, you know? And I think sometimes people just hear that toxic positivity, which is kind of ignoring your current state or whatnot. And but that's why the people who've been through it can say, oh, I can be positive through this really Like it's really crappy, but that doesn't mean that there's not opportunities for so much goodness here. Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to, Samantha, your personalities and studying personality. I mean, I did college uh, psychology 101, you know, the I have never been an Eeyore personality. Mm-hmm. And at the last podcast I was on, we, she talked about that because I was like, you know, I'm just not. And I, am I, I, I am here to tell you I've also survived um, death of both parents, a bankruptcy, mm-hmm divorce, a fire in my house, uh, moving, and all these things that each person's story has is you're absolutely right. What pushes you to the perseverance? And we have a choice. It goes back to that choice again. Choosing an attitude of gratitude. Thank you for this. It can teach me something. I'm not ignoring it. I'm not burying my head in the sand. I'm not Pollyanna. I am going to grow through it. I am going to learn from it. And I will tell you out there, anybody out there that's going through hard times because the pandemic breakup numbers have increased. Uh, I just was published in a paper uh, blog of mine too about the fact that that is true. We're, We're stuck with whomever under our roof and we might not feel good about it. Get therapy, seek professional counsel. 
uh, open your heart and your voice. And, and if you need help, get help. And I will say that I, I am still in therapy and there's, that is not a weakness to open yeah. up and say, I need help. It is a powerful, vulnerable strength. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. That was very well said. And I mean, I just, for me, my husband's been open about it. We recorded a podcast episode because he started therapy in last January and it has been the best thing for him, for our family, for our future. You know, we have kids, but for like future generations, I mean, it is life-changing and that's kind of the message that I'm excited because, you know, I started this, you mentioned to be the change and kind of this creative energy I had. That's the way I always describe it. You know, I had this creative energy. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but just something had to happen. And I never would have realized all the goodness that could have come from it. You know, that I thought it was, I thought it was meant to be for outside of my home, myself. You know, I was doing this for other people. It's that ego talking, you know, and it was the whole time. It had nothing to do with anyone else. It was all just here for, for us and for our family. And, and for me, you know, that's all still all working out. And so it's, the rest is gravy, you know, the rest, if it, if it comes to more great, but you know, but it's, was getting outside of that comfort zone. And like I said, I thought it was for one purpose and it was a whole other purpose. So. Absolutely. And sometimes we don't know until we get through it on the other side and uh, the ability to, you know, write your story or, reverse engineer it, you know, and so to start, you know, see your life at the end and then back engineer it and see how it is that you want to play it out. Like I said before, co-create with fate, you know, you're, you're given a choice. What do I do? Make a decision, choose, make a decision and allowing stars to align, so to speak. Right. So, and it's amazing when you ask in your prayers and you ask in your intention and you put it into your heart and sit in the quiet, the answers will come to you. Because each one of us has the answers that we need. And yet we go outside of us to look for answers and we scroll and we get lost. And then before you know it, we've lost an hour of our life. <laughs> yeah. Or two or yeah. three. Yeah. It can go down pretty fast. I love that co-create yeah. with fate. Yes. Co-create with fate. I, I, yeah. Just threw that out there the other day um, on one of my Facebook lives with my group and uh it's true. The ability to know that you're here for purpose and the ego, another acronym, I love acronyms is edging God out. If you haven't heard that one before, it's been around for a couple of decades, mm-hmm. probably Wayne Dyer might, might've said that, or Louise Hay, um, that edging God out. So listening to your spiritual now, are there people out there that don't believe in God? Well, okay. Call it the universe, call it the creator, call it your, whoever brought you here, I mean, each one of us is a miracle and each one is unique, but we're part of the collective whole. And like I said, with that Einstein quote, you know, understanding that, yeah, your service, Samantha's fleshing it out. This conversation, these conversations are to help others. And it resonates with somebody out there and it touches a heart or two or three or 5,000 (laughs) and it lifts up the joy. And that's what life is about. There's so much sorrow. It's not an easy thing. This thing called life, but we have a choice. We have a choice on the daily on the moment right here, right now. Yeah. So good. You've blessed us with the ABCs. So for our attitude of gratitude, our breathe breath. So good. I love when I'm scrolling, when I get on a deep dive 
and I come across like a reel or something of someone saying, unclench your jaw, loosen your breath, brow, take a breath. Uh, I'm like, oh, uh, you just don't realize all of that. So yeah, having that breath, you know, and I had a funny thing. So when I was younger, my best friend pointed out to me that I tended to do this thing. And this, if you're listening, you might need to like turn your volume down, but I would do this thing where I'd go. And I would do my lips like, you know, a horse or something. And she'd say, oh, I always know when you're like kind of stressed or overwhelmed because you do that. And so up until literally in the last few days, that's just always, I've looked at that as always like a quirk of mine. Like, oh, I do that. And I've been in meetings where I don't think about it. And I just all of a sudden do it. And I just read something the other day that when you're feeling a certain way and that by letting out like some breath, it's like regulating your system and all this stuff. And I thought, I bet I just figured out, like, I'm feeling stressed. I do that. I feel better. And so I thought it was a quirk, but. No, it's just your own individual exhale. And as I say to people, you know, even in my, um, I'm still a personal trainer. I still have clients that I personal train with strength training. And I'm still doing that because why? Because all of it is relative to the deeper layers of health and wellness. It's all for the greater good of your health. But I will say to people, an exhale, even a scream, if something is so Mm. hard, you know, if you're holding a plank for a long time and you're like, I can't do this anymore, let it out, you know, let it out because that's going to help and enable your strength. You're stronger than you think you are. I wish, I only wish 27 years ago that I had yoga and physical fitness in my uh, toolbox already because Mm. I did give birth without any drugs. And the doctor came up to my ear and he whispered and, you know, my husband's next to me and I'm pulling out every hair in his arm and I'm not breathing. I'm not breathing. I took Lamaze. It went out the window. Mm. And all he said was the doctor breathe. And I screamed and I think I cussed out loud, but guess what? It helped that baby move on out. <laughs> yep. Pushed it out. See, I was, uh, joke- I'm like, you know what? Cursing for me, that's a way to flush out my feelings. Just that's where I can yeah. get my finger on the pulse yeah. of how I'm feeling. So. Yeah. In fact, it's amazing to, you know, when you're in traffic, great exercise, breathe, breathe. When you're in a conflict with your mate or somebody is irking you at the grocery store because you're moving too slowly or something like that, just breathe. Yeah. Yeah. It is an amazing free tool. And I often say, listen to, well, check it out. When somebody goes to your back with a stethoscope and they say, take a deep breath. Why do we wait for somebody to ask us to use mm-hmm. what we already have. Mm-hmm. We already have this capacity to breathe deeply into the lungs and the heart, but just like our cellular mm-hmm. device and our iPad and our tablet that we don't use completely, we don't use our brain hundred percent. We don't use our body hundred percent. Put the value in your amazing machine that you are and yeah. use what you got. Start right now and you will be invaluable in your health department. <laughs> I just took a breath. So anyone listening can too. So I love that. So attitude of gratitude, our breath, and of course the courage and getting out of our comfort zone. So that is some great, simple, but not so simple takeaways. That's right. It's right. Back to basics. Sometimes we got to go back to basics, which is not always simple. You're right. That's great. And Monica, where can people find you? I'm happy to say uh, I have a few choices, but uh, my website is for yoga and strength training, Monica Fernandi, M-O-N-I-C-A-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-I.com. 
all of my yoga events are on there. I teach people how to breathe and meditate once a month, by the way. Um, I also have an ebook that uh, is at a free ebook on 27 secrets to healing after heartache, mm. free ebook, it's like a cliff notes version for my bigger book coming out this year, later this year, the one week method. And that's available at awakened soulmate mm. slash free ebook. And my main website, awakenedsoulmate.com is where you can book a free clarity call with me. And we can kind of sort out as I walk next to you as your soul sister, if you're ready to rewrite your love story, if your heart is hurting, if you're deciding to go forward or backward, don't get stuck, be with that freedom and book a call with me. So there mm-hmm. you go. A couple options. That's great. I was thinking, I'm like, oh man, you just brought up a whole other thing of this how to heal after heartache, which is so perfect because then people can follow up with you. Um, But for, if anyone's like, well, now I need to know more about that. What is kind of, you know, as people go down that road with you, what's the gist of that? So there's so many people hurting, like you said, that's right. Healing after heartache. And that the article that I mentioned before about the statistics that breakups have uh, increased over the last year, Uh, I refer to John Kabat-Zinn, who is the mindfulness guru. This is the main guy that he's a PhD, actually teaches up in Massachusetts on how to be mindful and that can save your marriage. And to understand that, yes, I did do therapy and yes, uh, the therapy helps you heal, whether you're in a therapy situation with your mate or individually, it's up to us to heal and bring the joy not another person. So the healing after heartache, I have found a lot of my uh, recent calls have been about people deciding they're hurt and they're stuck. And do they go forward and make that big move to unravel a marriage? Because nobody gets married to intend to divorce. Certainly I didn't. Mm -hmm. But I also know that the body will take on toxic stuff. And that wellness is in your hands. So if you need to heal, if you want to join the group, there's a Facebook group that supports for women um, healing after heartache. And that is um, just ask for an invite on Facebook. And then um, the ebook will give you the 27 secrets, which are what saved me during my very challenging times. I was dealing with all of that heartache and turning 50 at the same time. So yeah. A lot. Yeah, these are tools that I want to help others with. Um, the free consult call, no obligation, then could transpire. If you're ready to work and roll up your sleeves, I have two spots left to work one on one. I give one call a week for three months, it's 12 calls, and we will, uh, in five calls or less, you will see your energy shift. And that's where your healing begins. So if you're stuck, please reach out to me. I'm here for you. And I'm your soul sister. That's great. I was um, talking before. uh, I'm sure I saw this quote somewhere, but it just resonates so much with me and my goal of the podcast. And the reason I love talking to people is that the parts of our story we want to hide are often the parts that become the lifeline for someone else going through their struggles. Bam, 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 bam. Yes. I just know that there are so many people hurting and, you know, knowing, and especially because, you know, that quote, what I love about it is that, I talk a lot about boundaries, you know, not everyone's meant to share their stuff, you know, 
I tell my funny story. Not everyone feels comfortable telling that, nor should they, you know, we all have our different boundaries. And so that's the same is true for the really big, heavy stuff. Not everyone's meant to share it publicly. And that's why I think when people are able to share it publicly, it's just such a blessing. And like I said, a lifeline for other people. Because if no one shared, if if you thought you were the only one feeling stuck, like for you, you said, you look at you know, with being married 20 years, like, well, there's, it's just assumed that basically if you get over that seven year mark, you must just be, you know, living the dream and you'd think you're the only one hurting. So. And, you know, that goes back to the soul and the purpose. And um, when you're conflicted and when your religion says you have to marry this person and never, ever leave them. And then you get the stigma and, you know, uh, Brene Brown, another great read, uh, a lot of her books, shame and blame, Shame and blame is common in our human story to be vulnerable and to understand forgiveness and resilience are the muscles that we need to work. And as a trainer, uh, it's not just about your bicep. It's about forgiving your body. If you can't today, understanding that you're okay, it's a no, and it's okay to not be okay, but forgiveness and resilience muscles are what's going to help heal. Yep. And that comes from living in the light. So Monica, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and fleshing it out with me and sharing your insight and wisdom. And I know that a lot of souls are going to be comforted and healed through you sharing your journey. So thank you so much. I am grateful. And I will just say reminder again, take a deep old breath. You're not alone. Let it go. And you got infinite love in your heart. That's amazing. Thank you. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. For all things flushing, visit our website at flushingitout.com. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.